Hey guys, Hello. we're back. It's Julie and Molly, and we are raw honey. And this is the, the podcast. podcast. Get excited! Number two, I can't wait for the day that it's like podcast number one hundred seventy-five. We're yeah. at number two. We like have a long way to go. People that we have to back scroll on all of your, you know, pod menus. Oh my we, gosh! You know, to yeah, get back to like even the ones that are in the hundreds. Anyway. Today I started with um, who was it? The Good Project. The Good, the Good Life, Life Project. Project pretty good his voice is a little hard to listen to but great messages i love um yeah if anybody's looking for a new podcast it's a pretty good one by the way. i have no idea <laughs> i don't know i well, just we were listening to the one um where he interviewed tara moore which tara tara moore sorry tara moore. that's right excuse me she's tara. pretty good because um. <laughs> she's probably listening <laughs> <laughs> sorry tara she might have <laughs> suffered from anxiety because this is the one about anxiety. You know, my mom told me um, that whenever she had me, that she suffered from postpartum depression, which I thought was interesting. Was she's this never like brand new information to you? Brand new information. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was really shocked. She said okay. that... Um, like she just told you this recently. Yeah, on the, on the way here, oh. to be honest. I know, Didn't how it? funny. Good for you. I'm telling you. <laughs> she said she likes it when we give her a shout out on the podcast. So, hey, mom. <laughs> hey, mom. Anyway, so today's... Go- <laughs> Do you like that? Anyways... So we should turn anyways into a drinking game. However many times Julie says, anyways, you have to drink. Gulp. Gulp, gulp, gulp. (laughs) I know. Dangerous. Dangerous because I say it all the time. I'm going to get better at it. Gosh darn it. I feel like I'm... Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) I got to find a better segue. So today's podcast is going to be... I know. It's good, right? I don't have a problem with it. Thank you. If you do, it's because I love it. Don't listen. Yeah, exactly. If you don't like anyways, then just take your take your ears elsewhere. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, today's podcast is going to be all about anxiety. We yeah. are well, laughing, but I know. man, this well, we is... have to keep it a little lighthearted because I'll cry. Yeah, if we don't, which is okay. I know it's you won't okay. mind. But... Yeah. What did uh, Kathy say? Tears mean truth. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Is that like what she that said? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They embrace tears. Anytime you, she and she said, anybody, anytime anybody is crying, don't ever stop them because yeah, tears mean the truth. Yeah. So let them out. Sometimes I, I feel watching, better after a good cry. I was just crying. watching This Is Us. I was catching up on the This Is Us episode from last night that yeah. I watched today when Randall was consoling Kate and he was like talking about how she's got to let those feelings out. What did he say to her? Something yeah. like, oh, I missed it last okay. night. Well, she was crying about um, her dad's death and he kind of went out to console her and said something to the effect of, you, got, you know, those feelings there, you got to let them out. Yeah, because you out. feel better after a good cry, yeah, don't you? It's true. And talking. Oh, such talking a relief. Makes you feel better. Yeah. Not everybody, but and not at the right time. I shouldn't say it always makes you feel better. It has to be the right time to talk about it. And we feel like it's the right time to talk about anxiety, especially because it came up at our speaking engagement the other day. I know. We sound like such big timers. I've said our, speaking our speaking engagement. Our little mops talk. We, we got into the topic of anxiety the other day because Molly has health anxiety. Out. I do. And Terribly. she was discussing it the other day and somebody really resonated with it in the audience and she had kind of expressed extremely similar. Yeah, which is brave. Yeah. It's hard that. to talk about because, yeah, you know, especially it's, <laughs> I, I, have, I don't suffer from health anxiety. I suffer from other anxiety. Um, but not health anxiety. So every time Molly complains, I'm just like, Molly, get over it. You don't have cancer, right? God, move on. <laughs> Anyways, you know, and I, I wish it were that simple. I do too. I do too. 
It's got to be really hard. It's hard for the person. Like, I'm just your friend. Yeah, well, it's got to be way harder for you. But as a friend or maybe as a spouse, how the heck do you support somebody with with health anxiety? I almost equate it back to, like, it. it, um, I feel like postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety, you know, are kind of, like, one and the same. Best friends there because they act the same in the... Um, I, I'll say this: the feeling I get when I'm dumping my anxiety on him is very similar to the feeling I got when I was dumping my depressive symptoms on him. Were you angry? Like, don't you understand? I'm dying it's here. It's like a hopeless feeling because even with depression, right? That person just can't. They're not in your head. They don't know. Sorry for the beep. What it, what that feels like. <coughs> um, and at this point in the game, uh, I'd say <laughs> I'm a recovering. I'm recovering from whatever, you know, I'm, I think I'm out of the de- postpartum depression, recovering from the anxiety. So I, at this point, I'm kind of able to observe it where like before I was in it and didn't really care about, not, that sounds stupid, not to say I didn't care about you or him, but I was, I wasn't caring about how it was affecting you. I was only caring about how it's affecting me. Yeah. So it's actually worse now because I'm still doing it. And now I'm caring about how it's affecting everybody because I'm seeing it spill onto my kids. I'm seeing it spill onto my spouse and my friends and my relationships. And that's just it, right? Like, there's nothing. It's like, what would I want Julie to say to me that's going to make me feel better? Oh, nothing. (laughs) Yeah. There's nothing. And as a friend, you want to be... Right, and you want to find that right thing. Yeah, to say say something right. And you can't because you're not the doctor. You don't have the magic results that I want you to tell me that say, yes, for 100% sure, you're not suffering from this and you're not going to die from this. And I know you can't give it to me. You know you can't give it to me. And it's just like this little song and dance that I'll do where I, you know, I don't want to paint the picture like I'm like this all the time, but something happens like today right i'll share today i was at the doctor for a retest for something that they tested me for results came back inconclusive to someone with an anxious mind that sends you down the spiral of like oh well worst case scenario yep i've well oh gosh now i've got this and oh i bet you it's gonna come back bad this time and blah 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 like the, the weight for any kind of test result if you've got anxiety you can totally understand the weight between getting the test and waiting to hear the result is just freaking torture and then it's torture for anybody else that has to deal with you in the meantime so i apologize to all you people that have to wait but i'm getting honestly my thing my takeaway from our relationship is always feeling like i don't say the right thing like i wish i could um no i know it's never like from a place of frustration it's always like a place of frustration from my end like i can't do anything to like help you and I, i mean i understand anxiety in a different way but nothing as heavy as yeah. Health. Yeah. Like well, every let's go time. Into, let's take a break then and shoot over to yours because there, that's a. I think that's a huge point we need to hit on is that <laughs> when we say anxiety, we're not just talking about because I think there's a there's a you know the category of health anxiety and there's everything under that. So I've gone through periods of health anxiety where it was about my kids' health. Okay, when oh, we were right. chasing chasing like genetic testing and you know I could get all into all this with you right now and I won't. But just the short short of it is you know both of my kids have birth defects so we went chasing down that and you know my mind played all the worst case scenarios for them and then when it wasn't them anymore my mind replaced it with my stuff like once their stuff kind of got quote-unquote squared away all of a sudden there was nothing there and my anxiety like it always does found something to fill in that top spot and then it was me so that's where I am that's where I've suffered from But I also suffer from your kind too. So oh, Jesus, you know, poor, poor so, Molly. It's okay. I know it's so hard. Anxiety is so hard. I, I, you know what? I didn't even know that I suffered from it until I had Caroline, my youngest. She is almost two. She'll be two in May, and I guess it really hit me whenever I was um, 
when she had ear infections, she had about what mm, yeah. six or seven ear infections in a few months' time span, and so every cough, every runny nose turned into something terrible, and it was me taking two kids, two screaming children, babies, into an ER or to an yeah. urgent care, and you know, because Joe was gone for all of it, yeah. so. Every time Caroline would be up through the night, you're wondering, is she sick? Is she not sick? And it's like that whole yeah. question you go through, questioning you go through in your mind every time she has a runny nose. Is it something more serious? Is it not something more serious? And, like, that would be weeks and weeks and weeks of sleepless nights and screaming and until you finally take her to the doctors because you can't take them to the doctor when they have a runny nose because yeah. that's a stupid reason to take your kid to the urgent care, even though I knew always what it would lead up to but man the weeks up until then it was just um insane and then you know when you have a spouse that's gone all the time and it's just you in the middle of the night being woken up by those like that scream cry is just unpleasant did you have like the fatalistic thing that like i'm sure we both have that where she the second she cries or wakes you up, your mind automatically goes to well, She'll this never is a full bone ear infection. She's never going to sleep, and I yeah. need to get a, like that kind of thing. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I would get yeah. so angry and yeah. so ragey, like in those moments, because like even before she would go to bed, if she would not finish her bottle, I would like automatically be like, well, she's going to wake up through the night. She doesn't finish the bottle, and I'm never yeah. going to sleep. And you get so like, oh man. Every every night around seven thirty, I would get the same anxiety of like, is she gonna sleep? Is she gonna eat the bottle? Is she gonna is she gonna be sick? Is she gonna wake up screaming? Yeah. And you almost like I like to this very day, I still go to sleep with the TV on because I otherwise will sit there and listen to the monitor and not be able to fall asleep because I just sit and listen for the cry because right. I don't want to fall asleep and be woken up to this scream cry. Right. So I just sit and listen to the monitor and every noise just like jolts you awake, whether it's a cough or... So it's almost like an anticipation anxiety or an expectation yeah, anxiety. Yeah, it's just, oh man, it's that's crippling. that's what you're talking about today too. Um, in the other form, right? About like traveling home, having an expectation yes. for something and then when, it, when, it, when something doesn't meet your expectation. Yeah. Yeah. So my anxiety, that's a good point. I totally forgot about that. My anxiety... Ugh, started a long time ago. We've, there's been, you know, my family, my parents got divorced when I was 16, so there's been, you know, just drama around that, just while everybody was getting settled and accustomed to life with a new norm, and, um, I had a stepmom, and, um, it was just, it was, there was an adjustment period, so every time, and, you know, my mom was suffering through her own grieving process, and, my dad trying to figure out how the heck to handle um two kids you know yeah going through it all and it was just a crazy time for everybody so every time especially when I it was crazy at home and when I moved away every time I'd go home I'd assume that right. there would be drama of some sorts and and there was often and uh, um looking back it was a lot of it was probably self-inflicted but you know I didn't know any better at the time so every time I'd go back home drama would ensue I'm very sensitive somebody would say one wrong word and it would turn into this huge um explosion of a scene in just like zero to a hundred every time and so even years later so many bad memories had occurred every time we had gone home that um even 
few years later, I'd still get anxiety before I went home. And I would go home to Pennsylvania and everything would be perfectly fine, but I would still get the same anxiety leading up to us getting there until I actually got there and got settled and everything would be right. fine. It took like years of remaking new memories and like I said, I hate I hate to say lay new roads because it sounds so I love it. cliche. I but, love it. But it it's just, day. it was, that's exactly what I had to do. I had to like pave a new road in my mind that right. said like everything's going to be fine when you go to Pennsylvania. You aren't 16 anymore. Like everything right. is getting settled. Um, you know, when you're going through a divorce, nobody has directions on how to handle that. I didn't. My parents didn't. Um, so it was, it was a traumatic time for everybody. So learning how to cope through that, I wish I I wish I would have had all of my self awareness stuff back then because right. I feel like I would have been able to deal with it better, but I didn't, and so it caused a lot of anxiety on my part every time I'd go home, and you know, sure. so there it was. So, you know, that happened when I'm I was 16, and here I am, 31, and and things are finally better, but only as of recently, especially with this whole new self-awareness thing um and just realizing the energy that i brought into my family and you know because it was i was the same with everybody they would say one wrong thing and it would be sure and and maybe they didn't even mean it maybe somebody was having a bad day and i would take it as everybody's mad at me and i did something wrong and it would just cause all this anxiety and frustration on my end and isn't that crazy how we pick apart what people say or look at us like i'm just thinking today when i was just telling you the story about the doctor who did my test today and every little too close no this is mine no sorry guys technical difficulties (laughs) (laughs) every time she or she uh, she say something to me and i like read into everything she was saying like that's what the anxious mind does like 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 boa and i were talking about i create this narrative in my head yeah the narrative if i said the narrative out loud would she even agree with what i'm saying in my head like we need to be on the same page and i kept trying to um ask her to repeat things and just to like make sure I was not reading too much because that's what I do. I read too much into whatever Yeah, it's almost like says. they tell you one heart part of a sentence and you fill in the blanks. I finish it, exactly. Yeah. And she's like, well, I'm going to do a biopsy and I finish it with because you have cancer. Yeah. That's probably what, you know what I mean? In her mind, maybe she's just trying to be 100% sure or confirm that there's nothing wrong. Or maybe <laughs> it's something less serious. Could be, right? But right. It, but the anxious but your mind, mind goes, the health yeah. anxious mind says worst case scenario all day long and then you go home and you replay the things that she said all day long yeah it's crazy your kids talking to you when your husband's talking to you you're still replaying these things in your head and it's the most unhealthy frustrating upsetting thing yeah i remember last year when i was dealing with um it's just some family stuff i remember like the girls would i would get be so i would perseverate on something somebody would say so much so that i would be in virginia my family's all in pennsylvania i'd be in virginia like retelling the story and getting angrier and angrier because like the story would become more elaborate in my mind and i i'm i'm creating this huge monster inside my brain making people way out out to be way worse than what they actually are making what they said to be more than what it ever was um and it's insane have you ever heard somebody say that when you tell a lie often enough it becomes becomes the truth becomes truth right i feel like that goes on in our head like we say it to ourselves enough times that like you believe that voice over any other voice you hear and that's why when you come to me and you tell me that it's fine don't worry my me inside my head already has hashed that out I, I the truth in my head is that I've listened to that lie long enough to make it a truth so whatever you bring to me is not the truth and it's just kind of criminal in that way 
Yeah, because it's just um, it, I mean, you tell it so like with such conviction in your right. mind that you like yeah. and you get so angry. It's hard to believe that it's not true. Like somebody be like, "Oh, she didn't mean it that way." Oh, or he didn't mean it yeah. that way. It's like, no, <laughs> clearly yeah. they did. You know, because I heard it, <laughs> and it, then then you have all these experiences and you're like did they actually say that or no like what is i i look back on my life and i'm like what even is true what was made up because oh man it's really hard to decipher i i really wish i would have had these tools back then to just either own that i was grieving going through a really hard time and and just stop looking for validation and like you know just i'm sad going through this thing like i don't know what to tell you this yeah. is what it is and just end it there but it was like people didn't understand where I was coming from and I get so mad and like that would turn into this huge other thing yeah. and it would just be really man I mean okay. to be to go through that at 16 and then to 15 years later still be like hanging on to the same feelings and emotions right. is and it's hard to override those if there's oh been man for so long and again, not to keep bouncing it back between the two, but on the health anxiety side of it, um, the validation thing rings true because all these times where I went, got tested for something, and it comes back normal, you think I'd learn my lesson. Yeah. Like, oh, look at all that worrying you did for nothing. Right. It came back normal. But me, it's like, well, that was a that was a breast biopsy. This is a different biopsy. Like, yeah. it, the head says like, oh no, well that that's nothing to do with this time. But like, it's true. Like, for the most, it's just not a way to live. And I just wish the same thing over the years. I've had so many tests and so many things done probably unnecessarily like I said now I worry I'm going to give myself cancer from all the tests that I had done right like it's just like a a catch 22 so how do you um so the lady at the mops thing one of her questions was so how do you how did you get to where you are today and your answer was my answer was I'm well first of all that I'm not there I wish I could have given her like the end all um it's just baby steps really like I can't like you had said if you've been if you've been thinking this way since for 15 some odd years yeah I've been thinking this way for okay not as long because I think it really struck me hard after my first was born so I do think this has something to do with hormones I really do Mm -hmm. um but let's just say let's call it what that is okay almost four years right so it's hard to undo four years of a pattern of thought by just saying like oh I'll read this one book and I'll yeah exactly and be right so it's baby steps it's reading that book it's not saying I'm unsolvable. I'm un. I'm not helpable. That's not a word. But yeah. You get what I'm saying. It's yeah. Like, it's like for the longest time, I kind of put up this wall. Like, I'm miserable and I'm dying early, and you can't help me. Like, you just almost like want to wallow in it, and you like want people to feel bad for you. And as weird as that sounds. Yeah. Like, no, you're, you're I totally seeking, like. You know, empathy and. Yeah, I was doing the same thing with the, not the health stuff, but right. with um, right. There's the so drama going in my life. I wanted everybody to validate uh-huh. me. I was telling my story over and over, louder and louder every year, hoping that somebody would understand how they've hurt me. And right. um, yeah. it never, <laughs> it never happened. Right. And then you hit rock bottom, right? Yeah. Between your thing or my thing, you hit, you get a point where okay, my health anxiety is affecting my kids. It's affecting my marriage. It's affecting my life on every level so you hit rock bottom wherever that may be you talk to someone finally I finally saw a counselor I finally said yes to taking a medication um but they weren't the end alls like I couldn't look her in the eye the other day and say oh we'll just go talk to someone and take some pills yeah they are great steps I'm never gonna poo-poo that 
they're great steps I think the medicine has totally helped take the edge off like I told her the other day I think it's all about finding the right medicine and the right dosage because I've been on two different kinds um, certainly takes the edge off doesn't take it all away and then just I guess just deciding you're gonna the biggest step is just deciding you're gonna reach for something as so stupid and cliche as that sounds right listen to something that that strikes you in some kind of way you know maybe it's not the first book or the third book you read or the fourth podcast you listen to but keep sifting through the stuff find something that clicks or resonates even if it only makes you feel better for five minutes it's like one good memory one good thing yeah deposit that day as like a well you know what a good chunk of my day today i didn't spend worrying about my the lump on my breast like or i didn't spend an hour on google yeah because like the one lady had said um what good does it do like right what 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 benefit does that bring and you said it beautifully it bops i thought um the difference between concern and worry right and the concern leads you to action a healthy yep. dose of concern will lead you to action right. but worry leads you nowhere it's a dead end road rocking chair right? yeah if you're, you're just sitting just there. rocking in the rocking chair you're doing something it's keeping you busy all day long and we do things that keep us busy it's not moving you forward concern and that kind of gets dicey too because it's only healthy if it's a level of concern that causes um the right action, right? So example, you find a, le- a, a lump on you, you call your doctor and you say, hey, I'd like an appointment. You make the appointment. That's where it should stop. Right. Not, okay, I make the appointment and then I hop on Google and I search all the threads about people yeah. that have had a lump there and how many of them went on to have cancer and you rational- you create this narrative in your head. Like, And of course, if you're anything like me, if it says you have a 0.257% chance of getting it, that you are I will like statistics mean nothing to a health right. anxiety um uh, anxious mind nothing sorry I can tell you from my point of view um things that have helped me so first of all in the one case of anxiety with um just drama within my family recognizing the role that I played in it was huge because it gave me power to control my emotions so I can't change how everybody else is going to react I can't change how everybody else is feeling but I can can, I can change my reaction to them I can change what I the energy that I bring um because I am I've been told millions of times my whole life that I'm like fire nice like if I'm in a good mood then everybody's in a good mood and if if I'm in Mm -hmm. a bad mood everybody's in a bad mood people just like I have that kind of presence over people and so when I'm in a bad mood it just has this like I have this power over a room to just like bring everybody down with me so knowing that and honoring that and coming to home to my family and seeing their heart and knowing where they come from and seeing them as people and knowing that when we were all going through the, the divorce that it nobody had instru- an instruction right. manual that everybody that it wasn't was, just you yeah it wasn't about me yeah. at all it was you know and everybody did the best they could and that my parents and my step parents they all love me very 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 much and would do anything for me um so, you know, taking accountability for the role that I played in that was huge because it gave me power to control a lot because for the longest time I felt out of control and I was waiting for everybody else to solve that problem when I was the one in the driver's seat all along, right? Because it's that blueprint that we all have in our mind. I had a blueprint of what my family was going to look like and the second that it went out the window, I lost my mind. Mm-hmm. And you can't have a blueprint to life like life is going to happen regardless of of the picture you have in your mind so that was one thing on that end and then 
dealing with Joe being away and Caroline, um, she got healthy, you know, by her first birthday. She was kind of over this whole chronic ear infection time um, of her life. And so everything was good on her end. But then I suffered from, like, I've heard people call it PTSD. I was just talking to a friend about this today. She said she, said she was going through a PTSD with her first who had colic and a tongue tie and um, how she's having to, like, grieve the loss of that first year of her life and I I feel like I went through something similar so when it came to that you know we got through it and Joe came home but then there was still he still has duty days he would still leave every four days to go stand duty which means that he leaves 36 hours and I'm there with my kids overnight well Caroline is healthy at this point in time but I still every time I would hear her cry or cough or it would send me right back into those those moments so for me time kind of was a healer in that I had to have more and more good experiences with her so that it overtook the bad ones like I had so many bad memories built up that I had to keep having good ones to to make for me to count on like when they go to bed they're gonna go to bed like so that I don't like if I hear her cough it doesn't mean she's waking up so like literally just Joe just had duty on Monday and it was the first time that I had slept soundly through the night like without worrying and I don't know what it was about Monday I don't know but it's the same thing you have to you go to bed and you're talking to yourself it's like I've got this she's woken up in the middle of the night before she goes right right back down like even if worst case scenario she is sick we've been on a routine she's almost two years old and it's like it's reminding yourself these things it's like okay and then you take a deep breath and you get through you know one hour and you're like exactly. just relax yeah everything is going to be fine and you um you have enough good nights that it, that memory is more prevalent than the bad one right so finally monday was like and i i, I hate the thought of like people in it to say like oh you have to wait till your kid is 20 months old to find yeah. some peace and that is not it at all um it was just different for me i yeah you know it's going to be different for everybody but i think the thing with, with that is, is that it does get better like you right. will get to a point where there's enough good memories i i feel like as far i don't know about health anxiety but no, it applies the, the kids. same way i mean do you hear this chick like i wanted to say to the woman on Monday during our speaking engagement when she asked me what I do, it is, uh, get yourself a Julie Kimmock. <laughs> you know? Honestly, though, like, that's a huge thing because it applies universally to all of it. But right? that's what I meant. It's I kept saying at the end of our thing is that you have to fill yourself up with good people. Right. I, I, <laughs> we got into a bit of a, a kerfuffle with, <laughs> with <laughs> one lady there who was challenging me on something that I believe. And um, if you have your own opinion more power to you but I believe that you have to fill yourself up especially when you're prone to anxiety you have to set boundaries for yourself you have to be able to say um, this is healthy for me and this isn't healthy for me and when you know it's something isn't healthy for you you have to be able to shut that off so the news was something that was a trigger for me Mm -hmm. Uh, Facebook was something that was a trigger for me because of all the political Mm -hmm. stuff that the divisiveness that's going on in the world today um things like that and i shut it all down i got off of facebook um i do not watch uh, she's not even friends with me on facebook i am not even because i knew it would lead down the rabbit hole right yeah. i'm friends with molly and nope, then good on her. Integrity. Yeah. yeah i had to just cut it off and just um 
because I don't want to deal with it. I don't, and it honestly, I've never felt better. Yeah. Like I don't watch the news. I don't watch. I and and I still catch stuff. I still get updates on my phone, like of right. CNN. She's not a hermit. I'm not a hermit, lady, <laughs> lady from Mops. But um, the lady from Mops thought that we all need to take a stand. And is am I am I recalling this right? Yeah. She felt like we all needed to. That we all have some sort of civic duty to our country to to take an actionable. Yeah, almost like you can't just hide from it. You got to make it better. But in right. this case, and what we we're talking about, and what Julie was speaking to on Monday, is I... that for your health and the health of the people around you and your life and your purpose right now, it's you choose, right? You choose yeah. what you let in, and you choose what you put exactly. out. Exactly, and that's it. I choose. I am not an activist. I am not a lobby lobbyist is that what i don't know anything about a lobbyer i don't know that's how much i know about it (laughs) exactly that's why i can't take a stance on anything because i just don't know like all i can do right now i'm just figuring me out exactly i gotta do me the world do you i'll do me because that's what's good for my world right now is is me who said if you want to change the world go Go home home and love your family right so that honestly who i i breathe that yeah mantra in yeah. i go home and i love my family you i love the my friends at mops you're like i'm i'm in the business what'd you say to her it was great the way you kind of your rebuttal was like i'm i'm in it for kindness what did you yeah, say all to her? that we i are, i grow i i raise my kids to do nothing else but be kind yeah. like kindness is something that i instill upon giving, them not earned. Is that what it you is said? not something that i teach them that it is uh, earned it right. is always a given yeah. we we lean into kindness always and that is our way Julie Kimbach and family. That is our way of giving back to the yeah. world in a way that we know how that makes sense for my life right now. So um, to this lady that was challenging that, I I had to I have to politely disagree and just say that when you suffer from anxiety and right. when your husband is in the military, you have to set up boundaries that are healthy. It, she was trying to put a selfish spin on the self-awareness right is what was going on she was kind of yeah that, that you got to be careful there's a line between the self-awareness and, and selfish behavior yes or which selfish I thought behavior. Was, so i still don't understand that so <laughs> and you know end of kerfuffle that yeah i do yeah i don't know that's, I, we, that's for a different podcast yeah. but um i will say that you know you have to fill yourself up with good right. people you have like i am no, nobody special but I am she not is. the person. <laughs> I, I won't. But when bring you're you in down. that moment, when you're rock bottom, like I was talking about, or you're anything like me the past couple of years, you have what do you have to lose? Like what you have to just stop and look in the mirror and say, what? Do, like if someone gives you a book, or, you know, my husband used to give me all this reading material. God bless him, and be like, here, try this, read this. Let's snap you out of this. And I just wasn't. It wasn't the right time. I guess I was in it really thick. I meet Julie, and she's like, you can read this book. I'm like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, that's wonderful. because my book but was like, like I, an easy reader. Exactly. True. Don't <laughs> start with like full-level, master's yeah. level. But um, that's the point. It's just reach, I guess, is my biggest takeaway for her and for anybody else that's suffering from anxiety. It's just reach your hand out. The people that you think can't pull you up or help you out, reach anyway. Reach for something um, reach for the try. positive people in your life yeah. if somebody makes you feel good hang out with them more yeah. if somebody doesn't feel good make you feel good hang out with or them gives less gives you anxiety it's yeah. something like because i have anxiety on top of health anxiety i have some level of social anxiety right like why do that to myself in in these weights where i'm waiting for a result or i'm or i'm nervous about this why would i pile more onto myself just because i thought i had to because i had to say yes to hanging out with her or i had to you don't have to and that's that's what like my biggest takeaway from julie lately has been like say no and say yes when it is appropriate to you 
I was even talking to Heather about this. Um, the hashtag wise inside. She's amazing. Um, about how cool it was. She thought it was cool that, you know, we didn't like us one of the speakers at uh, the Zen Parenting yeah. Conference and we just got up and left. And it's not that he didn't have a great no, message. or that we didn't like him. It just wasn't applicable to us. It wasn't applicable to our life. Yeah. And I just felt like my time is so valuable, um, in, especially in that weekend, because I don't get an opportunity often to get away. Yeah. So to, to recognize, it's like, okay, this isn't for me. Great information. Take yeah. what take take what uh, works and leave what doesn't. Exactly. And that's kind of what I was doing. And I was honoring that. I was like, you know what? This isn't for me. I love his message. I think he's doing phenomenal things in yeah. um, schools. Yeah. But... Um, cause especially like he's his name is Ali Smith and he's he goes into um, inner cities and he teaches kids how to do yoga and stress breathing and yeah. um, it's, oh, it's great stuff. It just oh, in it's that amazing. Moment, Julie and I just it was one know, of those just, like stand in your integrity. Like what's more important? Right. I have uh, forty eight hours to myself, so um, it wasn't yeah. something that was really applicable to my life. So I, I wanted to go just hang out and yeah. chill for a minute. And exactly. so I did that and I walked away and we have to be willing to say no and yeah. honor that. You know, why sit in something that doesn't feel good? You know, not that, that that's a, uh, an exaggeration of, of the sure. conference, but sure. I'm just saying, why Metaphor. stay with, with a it's friend a yeah. that doesn't make you feel good? Right. Why stay in a job that doesn't right. make you feel or good? Or why sit alone in the house if all you're doing is thinking about your anxiety? Exactly. Yeah. Go somewhere. Yeah, and be around somebody that makes you laugh, that yeah. um, can pull you out of a funk when you're down. Even you just know. for a couple hours, like it doesn't. We're not saying like like I hang out with Julie and the rest of my day is rainbows and butterflies. Like I still come home and I and I still face the realities of what's going on in my mind. But if if even for a couple hours a day, if I can just laugh things off and just kind of like even have an hour where I get in my car, I'm like, oh man, I haven't thought about that once in like an hour. Like yeah, those that's what you build on. Exactly. And, and one more thing I, I wanted to share too, a tip that I thought of um, in the, in these days since I've t- we've talked on Monday and I wished I had said it on Monday was uh, just this little thing I used to do. It's going to sound silly probably, but it helped me. So I'm going to share it is that um, there's a couple times at night before bed because I'm one of those people that my mind goes right at night. Like I, I was having trouble sleeping a lot when I was really thick into the anxiety stuff. I just couldn't shut my mind off to go to bed and it's terrible because when your kids are finally sleeping and you finally do get the chance to sleep the last thing you need is something else keeping you up so what I would do is open my notebook and I would give it a pen out and I would write down a list of everything that I was anxious about all my worries all my irrational fears anything write them down and I would you know pray about it whatever you want to do think about it call it what it is name it bring it bring it to your mind and then I literally would just take the pen and scribble the hell out of every single one one at a time to the point where I couldn't read it anymore and like I just I'm a bit I've said this before I'm a visual person so to me watching my worries literally get scribbled away somehow helped me I don't know to like even just for those a couple hours so I could fall asleep were they there the next day sure probably like I popped open my eyes was like oh yeah I'm probably gonna die of this or whatever the stupid (laughs) irrational thought is right but I got to sleep so like little things like that. Yeah. You know, like, tools. I know it sounds stupid, but like maybe you're in your car. Maybe you, um, what did someone else tell me one time? They lit, they wrote it on a piece of paper and they like lit the paper on fire and it's like, whatever you gotta do. Yeah. You know? Oh my God. Yeah. I Sometimes to, just calling it like, rather than saying, I don't have this problem. No, yeah. no, 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 right. no. Just call it. Take yeah. a minute to sit with it. And then as, uh, you know how long I probably wouldn't have even admitted to say that I had health anxiety. Like that took me a long time in and of itself to even right. say I have anxiety. Or even tell you about it. Yeah. Or tell all three listeners about it. Yeah. Like our moms. 
So I just My feel like, sister. and that's a baby step, right? Like once <laughs> I, uh, I don't know which day it was, but at one point I started to recognize that I had a problem. That was a baby step that led me towards getting, going to talk someone. Did going to talk someone fix my problem and solve it? No, but it was a baby step. Things happened in that room when I went to this counselor, things that I took home with me, little tools. I don't even know. Maybe she was the one that told me about the scribble. Yeah. Thing. Who knows? I don't know. I'm just saying it's just reach, reach for the little thing, reach for the next thing that you can do to stifle it even just for a little bit don't even don't think it's gonna race it forever and it but don't think that it can't either no and that's the work right with right. anything with everything that we're dealing with with raw honey mamas whether it's insecurities or um anxiety worry whatever fears yeah. Yeah. it's it's doing the work putting in the work of rem- like every time you have an irrational thought or something that isn't a truth like your thoughts lie to you all the time it's mm-hmm. honoring those thoughts saying okay i hear that thought and we're just going to push it aside. And it's it's being aware yep. so that you can Watching take an actionable there. step next. Yeah. Like, uh, like I feel ugly. Okay. I'm feeling ugly right now. What, like, I remind myself that, you know, I have all these, I, rem- I have to stop. <laughs> yeah, I remind myself that I'm not. I'm, you yeah. know, I'm just having a, a moment that yeah. just because I, f- I feel this way in this moment does not, that doesn't mean who I am. There's more to me than my looks. There's, um... Sure. You know, whatever, whatever yeah. you want to say, but um, you know, I deal with, a, I do deal with um, anxiety. Not, I, I, yeah, probably with fitness and like your body image, like that. I would say yeah. that that was that's an anxiety. There's so much that under I anxiety. That's yeah. why I feel like we couldn't even put this in one podcast because we could bring up every avenue of anxiety, and I could tell you how I've had it and suffered from it. Yeah, you there's know. so many. I it know. Sucks. Yeah, whether it's uh. So I feel for you if you are listening and you have anxiety of any kind yeah because it's hard to get over but i i honestly feel like and i'm not a doctor so i don't know but i feel like taking accountability for Mm -hmm. everything and like owning it is the first step into fixing it and like taking and going down like a healing path like there are things that like postpartum depression there are things beyond our control but to realize that there are things that we can do like exercise right. and eating healthy and surrounding ourselves with healthy people right. and filling ourselves up with good and not bad there are steps we can take to like move in the right direction right. and if um, i expect to feel anxious and shitty all the time i'm going to it's exactly ex- expectations if yeah. i expect that this could end and this could stop which I'm actually getting to that point now because now that I've seen that postpartum depression can close, I'm like, well, why can't this close? Yeah. Too. But in, when you're in it and you expect, okay, well, this is how I'm going to feel. Yeah, all forever. The time, then it will. It's like saying, oh, you can't. Well, then you can't. If you yeah. say you can, then you can. Like exactly. Just start telling yourself that you can. Because with help, with the right baby steps and the right people around you, you can. Yeah, because the mind is just a muscle like anything else. Mm-hmm. You have to work it. It's not something that happens overnight. It is, and I mean, my family will tell you that I am a different person today than I was back then. Am I a hundred percent better? No, I will never be a hundred percent better. Your ego always comes into play. Your conscious, your, um, your insecurities, you know, you carry around everything that it's always, memories don't go away, but you have to, um, work the muscles so that you can stop it when those thoughts come into your mind. And that's, I feel like what has been, the big game changer this year is filling myself up and reminding myself of like the positive great things about myself and the things um the role that I play in different whether it's with anxiety or family or 
Yeah. Even fitness. You know, I can sit yeah. here and complain about. I mean, I haven't done a darn thing in the last few months about working out. So, you know, I've honoring been, that. I've been on a little tickle next to you a couple times. Yeah, a few times, but it's like, <laughs> but, know. you know, Compared you can't complain it. Yeah. yeah, I can't complain. I can. Yeah. I mean, I can't complain. I can sit yeah. here and complain, but it's like, are you putting in the work? Because yeah. yesterday we ordered Domino's. So it's like, you know, I get mad. I yeah. Like before I would have gotten so mad at myself. But again, it's all choices. Sure. And like, what's more important? Having pizza night with my family or, you know, being a size zero? It's it's pizza night with my family, and I chose that for a reason. So, right. I don't know. There's, there's I could get into all of it. But I know there's so much, and I feel like we've already gone over where we probably should have. But I do have one more thought that just came to me that I need to share, and that's that something that um, my husband told me a lot when I was going through this stuff. And I'm not saying he's wrong because this is something that comes from a really good place, um, and I know people mean well, but. Um, just an example say I was going through like a week period of really worrying about something or let's just say waiting for a result right it's gonna take a week just like I am now he would tell me I'd come to him and say something and he'd tell me um you know okay when this comes back and it's normal how are you gonna feel when you wasted this whole week worrying was kind of what he'd say (laughs) right and he's so right like why like whether the results are good or bad it shouldn't dictate how my week is yeah but I have to say that when you are me and someone says something like that, the last thing you need on top of your anxiety is guilt, guilt. for feeling your anxiety. <laughs> you know, like, and it's, it's one thing when it was just me, but then, oh, like, to look at my man. kids and think, like, oh, am I ruining the week for them, too? Yeah. And maybe it's a good kick in the pants. To, like, um, you know what I mean? Like, he's me, he's coming from a good place. That yeah. Is, that is no, the I right totally, advice. He's totally yeah. right. No, I totally get it. Just if you're listening and either someone said that to you or you've said it to someone else, just be aware that there's guilt. I feel like that's... It's like one of those lessons you have to learn on your own. Right. You know, like... And I should have learned it by now. But I am. I am, I am though. To some degree, I shouldn't say that. Because I am. Because even right now, like, I have a week yeah. to wait. Me waiting now for this result versus me waiting last year for whatever I was waiting for, totally different. Yeah, because worry isn't going to change anything. Right. Like, the result is going to be what it's going to be. Right. In my mind, I'm thinking, well, what's the point of being happy this week? Because just gonna get this you know what I mean like yeah. that's how sick my mind works what's, right. the, what's the point of enjoying my week if next week I'm gonna find this out where like the the better version of me should say well I'm gonna enjoy the hell out of this week because if I get bad news next week that's next that's week it. but I can't think I, I'm, that's where I'm at I'm, I, I want to think that way I can see that that's the right way to think I'm just not there yet <laughs> yeah right like I'm I'm just I'm taking steps towards saying that way so I just wanted to say that that that's um it's such well-meaning advice, but it, it's hard to lay on the guilt on top of what you're already feeling. Yeah. So just to be aware. And if you're feeling it, that I felt. Yeah, that it's too. hard. I wish we had uh, better advice to give people who are supporting people with anxiety. I um, wish I did too. Cause I'm, I should it's be hard. To, you feel like you cause there's really never nothing. say the right thing and you want to help the people you love, but it's really hard. Cause I remember the same thing. You know, I'd email Joe about things that I was struggling with and he just, you know, yeah. didn't get it <laughs> you know he falls asleep <laughs> so easily and he's just like I don't get why you're laying here like they're gonna be fine and in my mind it's like I know like in my heart I know it but in my head my head is going 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 and you can't like stop the thoughts you have to yeah it takes so much effort to calm your mind because it's so hard to love the oh, to, keep, so hard. to keep showing up for that person I can't imagine it's fun to be my husband when I'm going through these things at no. all and he extends grace all the live long day for that and he's tired of it 
Yeah, we just got to... Thankfully so, but that's why that's why it's worth to put in the work because you have to look at the people you love and say, like, not only are you doing this to yourself, again, not in a guilty way, but, like, you need. I'm changing not just so I can stop this, but for everybody. Yeah, I always think, too, like, what yeah. habits am I passing down to my kids? Right. And that's kind of always a, a gut check for me. Yeah. If I'm stressed out about how I look or... They if I'm, feel it. Oh, oh my gosh. It. And I might not be saying I hate my body or I hate... Um, my relationship with this person or but they feel every single thing yeah so i really like especially when the anxiety comes like with caroline or um or with my family i really have been trying to be cognizant of what they're picking up from me as a result of it because if if one of your kids was struggling with um this is a similar thing. Would you want them wasting like weeks of their life, no, like so worrying? Hard. That's why it's such yeah, a double. Yeah, it's, it's so a hard. And they're watching it, you know. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. The time that I waste with anxiety. Tell me about it. Woo, baby. So, uh, the, you know, the, but there are a reason to get better, right? Mm-hmm. That's why we try. That's why I try. They are my why. A hundred percent. If I can stop them from going through what I've gone through in my life, right? Uh, mentally, yeah. It's it's that's what I have to stop doing. I have to stop look, like with the guilt and looking back and saying like, oh, look what I've done this past. Look at all the tests I've gone through. Look at all this worry. Like I feel like I've aged myself ten years in three years just because of this stuff. Like I have the wrinkles to prove my health. <laughs> you do not. I do. That's why it's a You're podcast, not a vlog. Video vlog. Check my check. You can see. Well, the we lives. do vlogs. Yeah, we we're vlogs. killing them. People love our vlogs. Anyway. We are just like all over the place. <laughs> hey, catch us in bed. Catch us. <laughs> catch, catch me outside. Catch me outside. <laughs> <laughs> right. I just I feel bad because I just feel like I wish I had like this prepared thing for this podcast to say, "Hey, you're suffering from anxiety. Me too. Here's what you hey, can do. This is like, what you I'm do. You help. take one, two, three. I know, but I don't. And I'm I'm sorry, but I do. I, we do have something, and that's that's. Well, it's us. It's and we're figuring it out. Like I said the other day, I don't know if I wrote it in an email, but I was like, ooh, that's good. We're figuring it out out loud. Like, yeah. What a what a good way to put it. Oh, like, my gosh. Just, that's exactly just, what we're trying to do. You know, I'm not, I'm I'm just letting you in on where I'm figuring it out. Yeah. If anybody has any tips, <laughs> let us know Seriously. because we are, anxiety is like a tough one. It is. And so many moms I know can relate because like I said, I think it covers such a broad, whether it's oh my anxiety gosh, or yeah. it's social anxiety or it's, you know. I don't even know. There's so many different kinds of anxiety. Yeah. They, they all suck. Yeah. And it's it, that's the crazy thing is that I feel like it's something that we have dealt with our whole life. And then when you have kids, it's just like oh, yeah. magnified. Yeah. I look back now and I see it's been there. Like oh, I, exactly. I look back now to things at high school where I'm like, wait a second. I don't think everyone else is feeling yeah. that way. And that's I the I kind was. of things that I'm trying to really work on so that I can be so aware of it so that when yeah. I notice it in my kids, because I mean it comes up naturally, yeah. when I notice it in my kids, I can help them deal with it in a healthier way because there, there wasn't anybody back then that was talking to me through these like tough times when they yeah. would see me kind of spiral out over like trivial things like what I was wearing or if I had a bad hair day and I would go off the deep end. It was like nobody was really telling me how to cope with things right. you know moving or um dealing with being made fun of as a kid it was just um you know and, and no fault to my parents i mean they're great parents but i i'm hoping that i can educate myself enough with this whole um self-awareness and uh, emotional intelligence to give them educate to educate them so that they can do better than what i did well like they said at the conference and i forget who it was but they said it perfectly do you it's not like our parents 
we're going to parenting conferences. Right. That, yeah. That it just shows you that it's like it's not their fault. Exactly. This is a different time. This it's is a different, different age. We have social media. We have. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. So it's almost great. Like for as bad as social media can be sometimes on the flip side, it's awesome. Yeah. It connects us. It, it gives a us a way to. Yeah. Sword. Yeah. You can't live with it. I've you can't live like without it. Times this podcast and I probably used it incorrectly twice. A double edged sword. Yeah. Wow, you're killing it. <laughs> we are like Anyways. we are wordsmiths. I really think so. I mean, my vocabulary. Do you ever listen to the minimalists? Yeah. Joshua Fields Milburn. He has got the like the is it vernacular? Vo- the vocabulary. I'm trying to sound like I'm more intelligent than I am. He has got an insane vocabulary. Oh, I am I like, what and are you saying? I know. Typically, people lose me. I just they're good enough that you. I love to listen to it. I always you pick up to what it. you can. And you leave. I wish I I wish I had like more words in the bank, but I don't. I'm like the cat anyways. and the dog. A- anyways, anyways. So this thing happened. Anyways, what? Anyways, and then you know uh, I was talking to Joe. Anyways, anyways. How well, many? Times? We're unapologetically <laughs> ourselves. So if it's you know if you're still here at minute forty eight. God bless you. you. God bless you. Yeah. If you guys have any tips for us, please let us know. If you guys have any comments. Yeah, it's or an ongoing conversation. Yeah. We'd love to hear about it. I could do like 10 podcasts about anxiety. Yeah, but let's start talking about it. You know, because sometimes. That's the first just, step. Yeah, Seriously. getting it out and uh, having the discussion with friends is like part of the battle. You can just get it out. Sometimes just hearing yourself uh, talk and it not yeah. being a thought, but like something you say. Yeah. Man, it makes it like so much easier to deal with then. Yeah, and not in like an excuse way I'm thinking, but like the fact that you know or whoever knows, if I, if you invite me somewhere and I tell you like, oh, I'm just having a bad day or no, or you, like, it's almost a, a more comfortable space t- for you to know yeah. it because you can kind of extend me the benefit of the doubt and like, oh, I believe her. She probably does. She's probably doing what's best for her right now. Yeah. Or, or oh, maybe I need to pull a little harder and get her to come out because she needs this. Or right. It's just like, I just feel like it levels the playing field. Everybody kind of knows where you're at and you don't have this like thing that you're hiding or right trying you're to, trying to be yourself. perfect all yeah, the time exactly yeah so just talk about it yeah so thanks guys this is number two that is a wrap on number two yeah sorry it went longer than yeah nobody's gonna care people love yeah. us to hear us talk and they love when i say anyways they love hearing us ramble <laughs> the vernacular uh, i don't even know where i'm going all right guys we'll right. check you next time cash us outside Bye. Cash <laughs>